Hey everybody, welcome to the VA Podcast. Here's your co-host James with Jake. Happy Sunday. Jake, how's it going? It's going great. It's Sunday. Sad the weekend's over, but ready to start. You smell that? I smell something. You smell that? You smell that? What does it smell? It smells like football. Mm. (laughs) That it does. Oh, right here. You were saying, sorry, I just... Ah, oh, football's upon us. It's just a couple weeks away. I'm just getting giddy thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's exciting. Exciting for the week to start, too. I'm not. Uh, hope Monday. Uh, but again, I guess today is Sunday. But yeah. Um, matters played on Saturday. Why don't we go ahead and talk about that? Jake, why don't you start us off here? Yes, the Niners played last night in um, Minnesota for some reason. Um, no starters played, except for like, well, not, 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 like 95% of the starters didn't play. Um, a couple people did start who are starters, I guess you would say, depending on like the team they play. Uh, but... Sam Womack, who is basically a starter at nickel corner. Then um, Javon Kinlaw, who's probably going to start a D-tackle with Eric Armstead. Um, then the offensive side. Aaron uh, Banks. Yeah, Aaron Banks, Spencer Burford. They all played. Um, Danny Gray, who could be a starter in some formations. They do three wide receivers. He played as well. And they had Nate Sudfield and um, Brock Purdy play quarterback for the whole entire game. Yeah, possible starters. Guac, guac, guac. Hopefully not. But yeah, um, I had a couple notes. I just finished watching the game. Literally a couple minutes ago, I wasn't able to watch it live last night. I had work. Um, but yeah, let's get right into it. Let's talk about the game. Uh, I have my offensive notes. I have some defensive notes. Uh, go ahead and chime in. I'll ask some questions uh, to Jake. But, yeah, um, one glaring thing is Taron Davis-Price. Uh, love the way the guy runs. Um, there was one mishap, in my opinion, uh, on a fourth down. Uh, just needed to run downhill to get the first down. Um, kind of danced to the side. Didn't really like that. But, I mean, he really, um, throughout the game, uh, you can really see that all he really wants to do except – Without that one play, is really just run downhill, hit someone, and fall forward and gain gain another couple yards. Uh, I don't know, but as of right now, he's my okay. In my opinion, my favorite running back in the 49ers is Jeff Wilson Jr. Okay, I know Elijah Mitchell is the starter; he's great, but Jeff Wilson Jr. is my favorite. Davis Price might be my second favorite running back on the team right now, just the way because he runs so hard. Uh, but yeah, runs like he shot, he gets shot out of a cannon. He had that big run getting into the um, the, uh, the red zone. Uh, the Niners didn't ultimately score there, but yeah, uh, he does a good job. Uh, I don't know how you feel about him, Jake, but I think he's a I think he's a stud, and I think uh, if he does indeed get playing time during the season, which I think he will, he'll have some good games. Will you know? 50 rushing yards doesn't seem like it's a lot, but I think if it's on four or five carries, like six, something like that, it, it could, you know, change your game. And him coming, uh, being a rookie, coming out of the third round, I think it's, 
hopefully can be a special player for this upcoming season. Do you have any thoughts on about him, Jake? Yeah, I agree with what you said. He's a hard runner, and he likes contact. Something uh, some guy I was talking about later does not. But yes, I yeah. agree. It was a good. He's a good player. Just has to stay healthy. Yeah, yeah just you know, just staying healthy. Um, Aaron Banks, uh, I think he looked really good. Uh, run wise and pass blocking wise, I think also uh, Poe number sixty two is nice. I think um, him playing the deep into the fourth. I mean, obviously it's all about evaluation, right? And there will be eight or nine offensive linemen um, that'll be on this team. And obviously, one we talked about it already, Aaron Banks being the starter at left guard, which I think he will be. And then Poe, we're going to need a backup guard. Uh, I think you texted me earlier. Uh, skill is not looking great. Uh, he might be one of the guys that get cut uh, come Tuesday. Uh, but in my opinion, the offensive line did pretty well playing deep into the fourth quarter into this preseason was Poe number sixty-two. Uh, no more Josh Holkett, so Ross Tulley got a lot of playing time at, uh, at fullback. So did uh, Pumagali and all of them. But good to see Ross Tulley because obviously we're only going to have keep one fullback, and that's going to be Kyle Uzcheck. So. Um, guys, you know, being able to play like that uh, in a position, not only play there, but also, you know, play that fullback position. Because we do indeed see that Yusek does not only line up in the backfield, uh, but can line up as a wing, line up out wide, um, you know, Swiss Army Knife Cross. Uh, you never know. Uh, we'll talk about this later. I think you put this down in one of the notes too, uh, but we can just bring it up now if you'd like. Is, uh, obviously, we know who number one quarterback is. There is a there is a QB battle for the backup spot. Would you agree? I agree. I agree with you. There's a there is a battle for the backup spot. I'm kind of leaning one way, and I'm kind of thinking what the Niners will do. Uh-huh. But um, if you want to go, say what, what do you have to say about the position? Yeah, I mean, I really do actually like them both. Um, I don't particularly think it's leaning towards one way. I think it's actually pretty even. Um, the big question here is, do the Niners keep two on the active roster? And I think they will. And I think it's going to be Nate Sudfeld because he's a, um, you put here, he's an NFL journeyman, um, played with Philly, uh, got $2 million guaranteed and I don't think you just not have that guy on the team. I mean, there's a reason you give that guy that money and you keep him on the team to be the backup. Um, but there can be a case where they keep three, right, with uh, Brad Purdy being that third guy. But I really do like them both. I mean, um, good, good game managers. Not the, I mean, um, Nate Silva can throw the ball. Brock Purdy can also throw the ball. I think there was a big ball uh, thrown towards uh, DG. Um, but I, I do indeed like them both. But I, if it were just to have two guys on the team, I think it would be Nate Sundolf. What about you, Jake? I think they're going to carry three. And I think I'm, – I'm leaning for Nate Sudfield be on the backup because he has the experience. Uh-huh. But I would not be right. shocked if like halfway through the season, the Niners are like, you know what, Brock Purdy, you're now the backup. Because I think Rock Purdy, if you cut, you can't you can't cut him now. Because if he gets cut, he's gonna get picked up by someone. 
Easily going to get picked by the Vikings. Yeah, no, the Vikings 100%. might. The Vikings would pick him up. They would rather have him than Kellen Mond, who's terrible. The Jets no, maybe as a backup. They're not going to cut Kellen Mond. That's the thing. Well, it's they a cut, new. It's a new they uh, GM. They cut Mannion. They cut Mannion, but that's not going to happen. It's a new GM, new coach, and man, and both of them are pretty shitty. Um, so they might say, you know, we want to start fresh. And plus, Kevin O'Connor, the coach for the Vikings, is a Shanahan-like type of guy. And he saw him firsthand, so I think he would that would be the team that would pick him up. So that's Did they he, not draft Callum Mond for a reason? Well, they guess what, though? The new GM and the coach weren't there for the draft. So they have no... This is not... This is not their guy. It would be different if the GM stayed, but the GM got fired last year. They hired a new GM this offseason. So they have no ties to Kellamon, and he has not shown anything to prove that he should be a long term player in the NFL. That's interesting. I didn't one, I didn't know that. Yep. Two, why the fuck would a team not have a GM dra- a draft with them? That makes zero sense. No wait, no, I don't think you understand it. They had a GM last year. They fired him. No, after... no, Jake. I understand. Why would they not fire him earlier? And why would they just draft with him? That makes zero sense. No, that's what I'm saying. That's not uh, what I'm saying. He got draft. He got. So they drafted oh, yeah. him in 2021. After the 2021 season, when they missed the playoffs, they fired the GM, hired a GM from the Bear from the Browns. Before the draft, so this guy, the new GM. Is coming in fresh, and the old GM got fired after the last game of the season. So, and Mon was drafted in twenty twenty one. So, yeah. Okay, I thought Kellen Mon was drafted this year. Yep, twenty twenty one. Okay, that's what I was trying to get. I thought he was drafted this year. That's why they didn't make a lot of sense for me. That's what you were saying. But okay, yeah, sure. Um, maybe, but I don't see that happening. No, but I'm aside not... from that, we both can agree that Nate Silva has the edge. Uh, one being in the NFL for three years, right? He has a little more NFL experience, which you're going to need it on the backup, right? Both Trey Lance, young, Brock Purdy, also young. Uh, well, Nate Silva was drafted twenty sixteen. Okay. Yeah, he's turns twenty nine in October. Uh huh. Um. So what are you getting at? Are you just reiterating like that he's the veteran here or what? Yeah, I'm just saying he's he was he spent right. Yeah, uh, like I was saying. So like yeah, four years of the Eagles. This is gonna be that guy. Yes, we need that veteran presence in the QB room specifically. I mean, we're carrying three. Aside from Jimmy, right, we're carrying three quarterbacks right now. Which I think is kind of normal. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard. I I think they keep two. But, again, there are teams out there looking for a good backup, and I think Brock Purdy can be that guy. But we'll see. I don't know if any team will take a chance. But, yeah. Uh, he, did look good. he did look good in the two-minute drill. I had that. Uh, note here, not a great start. A lot of penalties. Another thing that uh, that's kind of glaring. There's a bunch of penalties. I mean, these again, these are guys are backups. Uh, but you're trying to make a team. You shouldn't have these much. You should not have this many penalties. Um, 
he did give a Denny Gray a chance, but was out of bounds in the end zone. That looked like a pretty good. Uh, if the ball was just thrown a little bit more inside, uh, the, if uh, Denny Gray just had his route a little bit more inside, I think that could have been a touchdown. That was a great ball in my opinion, a great toss. Uh, but they did indeed get three points out of it um, heading into the second half. He liked that. Um, what are your thoughts on Tanner Hudson, Jake? I I kind of like him. You know, he had a he kind of had a a um. He had a bad drop. Yes. Um, had a, like a penalty or two. But yeah, the penalty. He had a penalty when Mason ran in for a touchdown. He had that. Uh, yeah. That holding penalty. Yeah, I agree. So that was a big one. But other than that, he's he, and he usually catches everything. So he has good the like um a good connection with Brock Purdy. Right. He's been. I think he was on the Super Bowl winning Bucks team. Tanner Hudson. Yeah, I mean, just another guy on the Niners, especially specifically a tight end. Yep, Super Bowl football, champion. Right? Yep. Uh, Ross Dwelly being another guy. Um, Tanner Hudson being another cast patching back, or tight end, excuse me. And then a guy who hasn't been practicing just yet, um, Charlie Warren. Uh, I think I was texting you. Uh, we can only keep so many tight ends, right? But we also talked about it earlier. There also needs to be a backup fullback. Do the, do the 49ers keep four tight ends? Uh, Probably not. Uh, so, I mean, I was a ton of Charlie Warner being on the team last year for a couple of years now and then adding Tanner Hudson. Made a pretty good case, you could say, aside from the drop that he had and uh, the the flag in the red zone. You think he makes a team or does he get put on the practice squad? Tanner Hudson you're talking about. Yes. Okay. That's what it says in the script here. I think that they're keeping Dwelly. Yes. They're keeping that Kittle guy. I hope so. Warner, I'm... I think they keep... They might just put him on that that list where he's out to week six. Yeah. Which would have a slot for Tanner Hudson to make the team. Right. But if, if he, but if Warner is able to play, then I think Hudson would probably be a practice squad guy. Yeah. Because they have 16 slots for that, or 17. So you can have a bunch of guys there if you want. Right. Yeah, just a matter of guys not being claimed when you cut them in. Send them to your practice squad. Uh, but yeah, cut down the egg again come Tuesday. We'll see how that goes. I think it goes, what, to 80 now, Jake? So it was 85 to – it's 80 now, and then it goes to 53, but then you add 17. So you're basically, you're basically cutting 27 players, but you're keeping 17 of them, you would think. So you're basically right. cutting 10 players. Yeah. Um, I just know, starting into the second half, uh, Denny Gray, bad drop in the second half. had a couple um, – plays where he looked okay, didn't look great, but uh, drops. He's, he's got to catch the ball, right? I mean, it's different from being a bad thrown ball, but once in your chest and it's in your hands, you got to catch the ball. Um, moving forward, they I think that first series, they were checking all the way to red zone. 
uh, bad turnover in the red zone. Not necessarily their fault. It was a fumbled snap. Uh, the Vikings defensive tackle was totally offsides. Uh, should have been called an offsides. Um, but let's get back to Davis Price. Is, is he him? I mean, he had that great run on uh, to the right side. Uh, I think I sent you a, a video that you probably watched it live too, Jake. But I'm just reiterating that Davis Price is, is him. I mean, the way he runs, I mean, like you said, he reminds you of Kendall Hunter. Uh, I really do indeed like the guy. Like, I mean, we can go back and forth or you can read it like what you said about him. But yeah, he's just that. I, I really like the guy. Um, it's starting to feel like he will indeed make the team. And I know you have one of the questions here. Why don't we just ask him now? That puts a spotlight on him and kind of dims the light for Trey Sermon, who we talked about a lot last week and him possibly not making the team getting cut, right? So I know my opinion changed. I don't think yours is going to, right? Uh, No, it's even stronger. But I'll let you go first, but I have to preface it by... I give him a condition. Okay, and what is that? He was injured this week, so maybe he wasn't at 100%. So I give him credit for playing. But we need to see more. And by more, I mean anything. Just like a speck of ability. Just once. He had a terrible drop on fourth and two. That he, or fourth, it was fourth down. I'm not sure if it was fourth and two or what. You have to. He has to catch it. Hit him right in the hands. He doesn't have explosion. Doesn't have. He doesn't read the hole correctly. When you watch Jordan Mason play in the fourth, he reads the hole correctly. He's full speed and he goes hard. Pause. Trey Sermon, oh. who may have been hurt, may have been held back a little bit by the ankle injury. So I'll give him a little bit of a, a little bit of da- a little bit of credit there for playing, as I said. But. It's time for him to show something because he has not shown anything at all in his career at this point. Yeah, I mean, like early in camp or like early in uh, training camp, like he should, according to like David Lombardi and other people who are there, um, guys we follow on Twitter, he looked good, he looked explosive and stuff like that. But I mean, that's in practice, right? Um, when you're in the game, you gotta you gotta show something, and this it doesn't seem like he's just showing it. So like, yeah, my stance I think last year, last week was me being I I don't think they cut him, but I think I was just like you. It's become stronger, and vindication has changed in that I I think he's on the bubble now, and where he can get pushed off to the side, and he can indeed get cut. Right, there are guys who are backups, Mason. Uh, Davis Price, because uh, I, I, we already know three who are going to make the team, right? I think we can agree. Elijah Mitchell, Judd Wilson Jr., and Jermichael Hasty are a lock. Yes. I, for a fact, I think. Um, yeah, I don't think you'll argue with me either. No. But I have already, we've already spoken about it. I think Davis Price will be that fourth guy. Right, and obviously they will carry running backs in their practice squad because you know the way we run the football here the, with the 49ers and how they run the football. It's zone run. Guys will get banged up. That's why you have guys in the practice squad. You have multiple guys who can run the system. 
But I don't think anymore Trey Sermon will be that guy, uh, which sucks. Um, you waste a high pick on him two years back, and he just cut him down. Hey, it is what it is, but uh, feels bad. Yeah, we talked about this. Um, the, we talked about this in the past where they make a mistake, yeah. but they don't hold on to the mistake. Because the next year, what do they do? They draft the running back in round three. So they move they move quickly off players. They they realize the mistake they made, and they try to get a right. better player, in, which is what they looks like they did. Because yeah. Price fits what Shanahan likes, and Sermon has not seen has not shown what he has shown yet. Right. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We still have one more preseason game. Um, I'm going to assume he will get the start. Uh, I think so. I'm not sure if Mitchell's he can gonna, make a case. Yeah. I mean, we'll see if he can make the case for himself. But yeah. I don't think Mitchell's uh, coming back, so. Yeah, no, he's not, yeah. Casey um, with a great touchdown run. We were just talking about him. Great Texas route. Uh, out of the backfield, you'll love to see that. Um, and then they went for two. Uh, Sudfeld to 86 with a, you know, he redeems himself with an easy two-point conversion there. Uh, we probably talked about him already. We, I, I like Mason on the practice squad. I think he's a perfect candidate to be one of the running backs on there. Talked about... Uh, Co on the slam sixty two is nice, and then uh, like I said, we, uh, I like Mason. He did have that walking touchdown, uh, but was flagged by Tanner. Uh, Tanner Mason holding feels bad. Could have had a could have had a touchdown there for themselves, making it would make it twenty one to seven. But ultimately, uh, the offense put up uh, seventeen points. Uh, Defensive wise, first place in scrimmage, Jordan Wilson getting a QB pressure. Another guy that we went we got a. Uh, we got him in a trade. Is that I can't remember yeah, from the uh, Jets. From the Jets, right? Yeah, um, seventy-five looks good on that number specifically. Uh, I put a put it here. Lower plays opposite of Boda, Bosa, Boda, Bosa. In my opinion, is going to eat this year. If it's either going to be Jerry Jackson, Charles Amanu, or Kerry Kerry Hyder, Jordan Willis, whoever is playing opposite of Nick Bosa. Should have substantial sack numbers. If it's a combination of all of them, if either if if it's two for Charles, three for Jackson, Kerry Hyder has four. If they combine for ten plus sacks, opposite of uh, Bosa, that's great for the defensive line. Jake, thoughts? Yeah, I agree. Also, Samson Ebukon. Yeah, another guy. A guy we haven't seen in the preseason, but. There's just so much depth at the D-line, and I love it. There's just guys who, keeping the line as fresh as possible, interior, exterior, uh, you'll love to see it. I just get I, I get excited thinking about it. Like, um, wide nine technique, guys just crashing to the QB, and, you know, just getting in people's faces is, is, is just a great sight to see, and Jordan Willis really did that on the first play of scrimmage uh, against the Vikings on Kellen Mott. Uh, Great INT for Odom. Uh, again, the pressure for the D-line was great there. Uh, Odom, uh, a lot to be one of the backup safeties. You love to see it. And also a special teams guy. Uh, love it. Uh, great to see Kinlaw get a sack this game. Nice inside move on the right guard. And, I mean, there's just videos and videos and videos and, of Kinlaw out there. And he just looks like a superhuman. Like, it's ridiculous how big... Ah, how he looks so built, weighing 280 plus pounds. 
Yeah, he I dropped, think he's gonna he, have a, I think he's gonna have a great year. What are your thoughts? Yeah, he dropped thirty five pounds from three twenty four in the combine to now I think he's two ninety two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah, two ninety two. I think two ninety two, two eighty two. But yeah, some yeah. And he looks like he's healthy for once. Had a good sack yesterday. I don't think he's ever gonna have like ten sacks in a season, but he's gonna have plays every game where you realize, yeah, he's really good. Yeah. He might be like, I, who was that? That um, the D tackle the Bears had like barely had any sacks, but you knew he was incredible. Oh, Akeem Hicks. That's what he kind of reminds yeah. me of, but like a little more more athletic. Yeah, I mean, just a guy who can, I mean, eat up, uh, double teams all day, pause. Um, but that kind of guy, right? Just not immovable, and need be. If the quarterback steps in the pocket, that guy who can get that sack just right then and there. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited. Another guy that I'm really excited for, defensive line wise. Um, but yeah, um, Sam Bomack likes to play football. Recovers the fumble after Malik Turner uh, punches the ball. I think on his special teams, uh, you love to see it. Um, but yeah, just another guy, uh, rookie, playing on special teams. Regardless if it's a preseason or preseason game, you know, playing lights out. Uh, but uh, what, what are your thoughts on Malik Turner, Jake? I know you were tweeting some stuff out about him. Why don't you uh, go ahead and talk about it on the podcast? Yeah, so I think he's going to make the team as like a special teams guy. He'll probably be the sixth re- sixth receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not going to have like 20 catches or anything like that, but maybe he might have a touchdown here. You never know if he makes the team. He's going to play great special teams, and that's what you need. You need players like that, like Oren Burks, um, mm. George Odom to an extent, because he's going to be, he's probably going to be the starting free safety to start of the year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the special teams should be much better because now Mitch Wisnowski's punting well. Yeah, um, yeah, and I had a huge kick this game too. Um, but yeah, no, definitely, definitely, definitely excited. Uh, why don't you talk about Lenore here, Jake? Yes, yeah, so the Lenore was the nickel corner for most of the game after Womack got taken out. And he led the team with 86.1 coverage grid. Had a couple nice pass breakups, nice couple break tackles, ups. and he looked pretty good. So he's going to be probably the second option behind Womack for that position. Love to see it. Um, and yeah, and again, I got Giddy talking about the D-line. Uh, Drake, uh, not Drake, uh... God, what's Jackson's first name? Drake. You know how I keep, you know how I keep getting him mixed up with. Who? Is is Drake London and Drake Jackson? Oh yeah. Because they both went to US. I just I just keep getting mixed up. I. But yeah, uh, again, uh, he was able to play. I mean, like, like we talked about last week. Yeah, he had that stinger. Um, didn't hold him out too long. I was able to play. He loved to see it. Had a great deflection. Uh, I think it should have been a pick, uh, but it is what it is. I mean, you know, defensive line getting there, getting to the quarterback, getting their hands up. Uh, you love to see it. Uh, yeah, I mean, good overall, good team win, 17-7. Uh, took care of the ball, aside from that one fumble that shouldn't have happened. Should have been offsides. Uh, won a turnover battle. Uh, but, yeah, one big thing is just you got to have less drops. I don't care if it's a second or third team. you got to have less drops because, I mean, there's still guys who are – going to be part of the first team, you know, or playing right now in the preseason like Danny Gray that, you know, that shouldn't be dropping passes because, I mean, 
once it's in the regular season, you don't want to drop the pass. Obviously, it's inevitable. It's going to happen, but you just don't want to have too much of it. Um, but, yeah. Uh, we have, I know you had a couple questions. Uh, we talked about uh, two of them already. Um, but you want to talk about Nate Sudfeld's NFL journey, Jake? Is that, is that something specifically you want to talk about? Yes. Yeah, so, so I was looking up Nate Sudfeld this past weekend or this past week because I was bored. Uh-huh. And I found out that he's had quite the amount. He has had quite the co- coaches in his career. Okay. He was first drafted to Washington with Jay Gruden and Sean McVay. Was there for a year, got cut, or, or two years, got cut. Was drafted in the fifth round. Gets cut, goes to Doug Peterson for three years. It wins the Super Bowl, I think. Let me look it up. I'm pretty sure he won a Super Bowl as like the backup. Um, but he's there for th- four years, gets let go. Then the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan are like, yeah, we'll pick you up. And he did win a Super Bowl, 2017 with the Eagles. And Kyle Sh- he gets cut or gets released or was a free agent or something like that. And Sh- Kyle Shanahan picks him up, and now he's going to be a multi-year backup for the 49ers. So not a bad... Um, not a bad gig. Not, no, not bad at all. No, yeah, I mean, it's the life to be an NFL backup for sure. I mean, Case Keenum, who else is there? Um, Shaw, um, who's, who's the backup in the Chiefs right now? Who's the backup? He was a, he played a couple games in the, with the Dolphins as well. Chad Henney. Chad Henney. Uh, Chase Daniel. The GOAT. Just, is it, I'm pretty sure it's Chase Daniel who's the one who's got, like, the most money ever by, like, a backup. Oh, Tyrod Taylor, like too. Tyrod Taylor, um, who might be a starter for the Giants week one. I think I just saw a report about that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you'll have to see it. I mean, unless you're – what's the guy in the Broncos? Josh Johnson, where every single year – you played for a different team your whole entire career. Now that sucks. I mean, he's still getting paid a lot. I mean, but moving every single year—that's ass. Maybe he has like apartments in like the cities that he's played in. Like he's like for sure not buying a house, which sucks. Like he's I mean, from Oakland. It sucks. I mean, like moving is very stressful. And so he probably doesn't have a lot with him, to be honest. He probably, has a house, he probably has a house. You said he's from Oakland? Yeah. He probably has a house in Oakland. And like you said, he probably has an apartment. He just rents an apartment somewhere, and that's it. Because he just knows that, which sucks. Also, I think the team helps him out with that. Probably. There has to be, because there's... Yeah. Well, here's the team he's no played way. for. He was a drafted out of the fifth round out of San Diego in 2008. From 2008 to 2011, he was at the Bucks. 2012 with the 49ers. 2012 with the Sacramento Mountain Lions. 2012 with the Cleveland Browns. 2013 for the Bengals. 2014 for the Niners. 2015 for the Bengals. 2015 for the Jets. 2015 with the Colts. 2115 with the Bills. 2016 with the Ravens. 2016 with the Ravens. 27 with the Texans. 2018 with the Raiders. 2018 with Washington. 2019 to San Diego Fleet, 2020 to the Los Angeles Wildcats, 
2020 through 2021 of the San Francisco 49ers, 2021 of the New York Jets, 2001 of the Baltimore Ravens, and now 2022 with the Denver Broncos. Yeah, crazy. That, that's a journey. Like that's a journey. I will also then tell another guy who's had a journey is also Matt Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he retired. Yeah, love that guy. There was a time in fantasy football where I didn't have a quarterback, and there was a three-game stretch where I said Matt Fitzpatrick. When Ryan Fitzpatrick was my starter, and he went off, he had like twenty-five plus points three straight games for me at quarterback for when he was playing for the Jets. It was ridiculous. He's, Shout out to him. He was born November twenty-fourth. Look at you with the like Jets. He went at thirty-one touchdowns, fifty interceptions in two thousand fifteen. How many? Uh, thirty-one touchdowns, fifteen interceptions. I mean, what's that? Three thousand nine hundred five yards. We'll take it. He's yeah. slinging it. He had a good career. He's slinging. But yeah. Um. Jake, why don't you talk about why don't you talk about this other question? Yes. So who does Brock Purdy remind you of? Um, this is like a trick question. Like, do you have an answer? Yeah, I don't have an answer. He's a more athletic, stronger arm, Nick Mullins. Interesting. Yeah. And he kind of has a Jimmy Garoppolo type release. I saw a video of him side by side, and it was with like, Jimmy. It, yeah, it was identical. Like their their release is just quick release. Quick release, same arm angle. Don't you think if, if Brock Purdy was like six four, he would have been drafted like third round? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's only like he's, not even six one. They like, like we're talking about that feet. in the uh, or five eleven. They're talking about that in the in the thing. He's like they're saying he's like now in six one. He's like six foot something. If he was Nate Sudfield size, he would be a first round pick. Because that feels like he's like six four, six five. He's right? six. I think he's six six. Jesus Christ. It's actually really ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean, I like Brock Purdy. I think he, I think he's, I think he's good. I mean, um, obviously there was a reason why he was doing a lot of bootlegs, the, the offensive line, um, specifically on their right-hand side, um, could not protect him. But yeah, he was athletic. Um, he had that um, running to the right side and was able to toss it to Umigal. I can't even say his name. The tight end, number 49. Um, hmm. And he caught that. So, I mean, no, yeah, I think he has – he can throw the deep ball, which is great, like Nick Mullins. I agree. Uh, but, yeah, a little bit more athletic. He's as, as robotic. Um, I think there was a, a another play where, like Trey Lance in the first game, where Brock Purdy in this game stepped up in the pocket, threw it downfield. So, yeah, I mean – I mean, backup quarterback is very important. Um, the 49ers will do right. I think they keep all three. Uh, but if they do indeed keep two, I am I hope we're able to put Brock Purdy on the back of squad. But, uh, but yeah. Um, you have another question here, Jake. Yeah, so I was watching the game, and, like, as you talk about the offensive line was, like, pretty bad. On the right side of it was pretty bad. So it yeah. got me feeling. What's the worst feeling in football? 
offensive lineman or offensive tackle in this case getting beat on almost almost every play every single time or the corner who keeps getting picked on what do you think is the worst to you to me I mean to me I think it's got to be the corner who gets getting picked on I think is uh it's just the offense knows, right? The offense knows if they need to get a first down or if they need to have a good big play. Um, regardless if they if they add help, um, because the Niners didn't do it when it was uh, what's his name? Poor Brian Hill. Yeah, because <laughs> they did not help him whatsoever. But uh, when the Dolphins were absolutely just launching it downfield um, against us in 2020, uh, but yeah, I think that's. I think that's more frustrating, to be honest. Um, because with the offensive tackle, I mean, you can add a tight end there for a chip or to help him out for a little bit. Or you can have, like I said before, you can have the quarterback uh, run on the bootleg to get out of that situation. Um, but, yeah, for me, I think it's the cornerback getting picked on um, multiple times in the game. Even, even maybe back-to-back. But, yeah, cornerback for me. So I, I, I tend to agree, but watching Jordan Mills last night, I felt bad. Because every play he would get beat, and just it just looks demoralizing to beat the offensive lineman. Turn your head and do like a, you know that pity run you do? Yeah. Like the two steps. Right. And, like, and we, saw, we saw Mills do that multiple times. Last yeah, time. that, I felt I was like, Jesus, I feel so bad. Because he was getting beat on every play. He did like every play. Like two-step like two run where it's like, uh-oh. And it happened like 20 times, I felt like. Like, if it was a run play, he was getting his face crossed. The defense line was getting his – it was it was, it was bad. Pass blocking, he couldn't block. And I know he was limping early in the game. That might have been what had happened. But, shit, dude. It, it just did not play into his favor. Feels bad. But, but yeah. Um, yeah. Any other questions? No. That's it. All right. Perfect. Well, one more game of the preseason uh, against the Texans. Um, I think there will be a lot more starters playing this game um, just to get ready for the start of the season. Um, but yeah, excited! It's almost here. We're almost there. It's it's insane. Um, but yeah, Jake, anything else to add to that? Do you have anything to look for or anything like that? Um, no. Uh, third preseason game. Can't wait for the start of the regular season. And yeah, that's about it for me. Yeah, all right, perfect. Well, we already talked about that last thing. Thank you for listening to the BA podcast. This goes James with Jake, episode 166. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the BA podcast. Follow us on Twitter at BA underscore podcast one. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Spotify and on SoundCloud, and don't forget to subscribe to us on the podcast app. Yep, make sure to subscribe, like, share, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, do 50 times again in the system, which you're going to learn to be in the industry the past five years. It's good to talk to your podcast worldwide. We will take talk to podcast for recreation, but as you know, we should start to be a podcast. Give us and talk to your podcast worldwide. With that, we'll give that vibe. So that after today's episode. James? All that. Smells like football. Smells like football. Also... I may have an art, I have an article coming out soon. Hopefully, my editor get if my editor my editor said he was working on it today, so uh, hopefully it's out 
tonight, if not tomorrow. But I'll let everyone know. I'll post it to our story. Um, I can't do links, which kind of sucks because we don't have 10,000 followers. And I'm not paying for that. So... How much does it cost? I don't know. I've not looked it up. But I know you can buy followers, but we're not going to do that. Um, we can't post... Did they change that? I'm pretty sure we used to be able to post links. I don't think we can post links to slide up on. I think we can maybe post something, but I'm not sure. But it'll be... Oh, the slide up stuff. Yeah. Okay, I know... I'm pretty sure we can still post links, like a link to something. Yeah, we might do that then. Or yeah, you can you can do that. You can yeah. like post like a, a photo of the header of the article and like post a link on the bottom. Yeah, then also you can, post for, it you can to, for sure do that. Also post it on it. I'll do a story saying here's the article, and saying link in bio. So you can press that and you go right to the website and you give me some money. By yeah, make viewing. sure you don't. Uh, make sure it's on a black screen, huh? So you don't look stupid when you do it. Yeah, well, let's hope that doesn't. Find a photo, dummy boy. But hopefully it comes out soon. And it's about a player we've been talking a lot about. Mm, offensive or defensive? Defense. Is it Sam Womack? No. Straight Jackson. Could be. Did I spoil it? I, mean, I said it could be. No one Did I spoil it, though? No. You could have, but you may have not have. But yeah, that's all that for this episode. All right. Well... Bye. Bye. Football. Fuck Dylan Brooks. Fuck Dylan Brooks.